What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. Did you know we love podcasts with mythical monsters, heroes, and gods? One of our favorites is Live from Mount Olympus, an adventure podcast for tweens and families of all ages. The new season tells a story of war, fate, friendship, betrayal, a heist, and a titan who played with fire. You don't want to miss the myth of Prometheus. Tune in to Live from Mount Olympus wherever you get your podcasts. What if kittens played the clock in Spiel? And what if unicorns were real? What if you could fly or travel back in time? We welcome you to What If World. What If World. This is What If World. Hey there, folks. And welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off the cuff stories. I'm Mr. Eric, your host, and today we're starting off with a question from a listener named Ollie. My name is Ollie, and I like Mishy Image. And my question is why is Cartosh co played by myself? Eight people call it Glassdome. Thank you. That was Ollie, who's four, and he likes musical instruments. And his what if question is what if guitars could play themselves and people couldn't grab them? Thank you. Hmm, self playing guitars. That reminds me of a very musical question we had written in from a listener named Kate P. Kate wrote What if it rained music and butterflies? Very cool. I live in LA, so I will take any kind of rain I can get. But that rain sounds awesome. Finally, we're adding on a patron question from Oliver H., who asks, what if bubbles never popped? Before we get to your story, I want to put out the call for your artwork. We love sharing it on Instagram at What If World Podcast. And sometimes we even use it to inspire stories or even as our episode artwork. You can email us at whatifworldpodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at whatifworldpodcast. Now let's find out what if bubbles never popped, what if it rained music and butterflies, and what if guitars could play themselves and people couldn't grab them. Calling all kids in the car, Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia. Every single week, movies, music, even science and Disney, we've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. It was the end of summer vacation, and Scully the Squid and Roller Rabbit were hanging out. They'd become fast friends since they started playing G&G together with siblings Zack and ZZ Jamaloo. 
Oh, Rola, how do you feel about back to school time? Asked Scully the Squid. They were an adolescent squid who just started using the pronouns they, them. But being an adolescent giant squid still meant they were about six feet long from mantle to tentacle and had a lot of growing left to do. Rolla Rabbit, on the other hand, was already pretty much full grown and weighed a whopping 10 pounds. It's pretty big for a rabbit. Why is Mr. Eric discussing how big we are? I think he's just trying to paint the visual picture, maybe, said Rolla Rabbit, thumping her foot at me rather irritably. Yeah, because how big we are isn't really all that important right now. I'm trying to comfort my poor unfortunate friend who has to go back to school, whereas I get to be homeschooled. <laughs> hey, I love my school, and I love my schoolmates and my teachers. Just Yeah, something about back-to-school time can give us all the blues. I'm just really lucky I got about 30 siblings and a giant hill named Hilda that likes to teach our homeschool pod. But I sometimes dream about going to the observatorium with you and Zach and Zizi. Just then, a large bubble floated towards them. Big enough to fit a six-foot-long squid. Wait, that's why I was describing sizes earlier. Yeah, okay, we get it, Mr. Rerick. What's the deal with the bubble? I was just getting to that. Yeah, come on, Rolla. Give him a little break. Thank you, Scully. Now, as this giant incandescent bubble drew near them, on its shiny rainbow-hued surface appeared the face of none other than Abacus P. Grumbler, headmaster at the observatorium. Back to school time got you down? Asked Abacus, awkwardly staring at some point in between Scully and Rolla. Well, never fear, for I'm throwing a back to school dance to help us all get reacquainted. Oh, a dance? Why did it have to be a dance? Complained Scully, flopping their mass of tentacles around in frustration. Ooh, sorry, Scully. You know, I love dancing, but I'm not sure if a plus one is allowed. All recurring what-if world characters under the age of 18 must attend, said the bubble, gesturing blandly. No, I was gesturing emphatically. Well, you know, I wanted to go until I found out that I had to go. Oh, no, please, Rolla. ZZ's like the most popular kid in school. And Zach, well, he doesn't like to dance, but he's really self-assured in his not liking to dance. And uh, Well, and what about you? You know, everyone's entitled to their own feelings about dancing in public, and they can be rather complicated. Mine stretch way back to my first day at the observatory. Sorry to interrupt, but we don't have time for a flashback right now. Wait, are you a pre-recorded message or what? If you are making a snippy remark about my flashback sensing bubble magic, then perhaps you should attend the observatorium and learn all of my secrets. I've been there for years. I haven't learned any magic, actually. But I want to be an astronomer anyway. I have ever since I was a young squidling. No, 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 no. Time to get in the bubble. You're late for the dance. What, the dance is happening right now? Where's it even gonna be? The cafeteria was taken over by talking tacos, and the gym's still underwater from when Abacus tried to install a pool. I don't worry about that, Scully. Mr. Rarick never describes locations anyway said Rolla the Rabbit, while she and Scully were dangling over a pit of spider viper sharks. See, I describe things. Oh boy, I think we're in the middle of a what-if adventure gone horribly wrong, so maybe we should just get to the party. A pit of spider viper sharks? 
I mean, can they swim? Are they in water? Or is it just a big cave? It can't be like a bottomless pit because of all the spider viper shack, so what are we looking at here? But the curious and mortally imperiled children were scooped up by the magic bubble, just as the rope holding them finally broke. You know, I don't remember him describing a rope earlier. At two, Scully. What? I'm curious and mortally imperiled. You said it yourself. Bubble scene dash power activate! I thought he was a wizard. That doesn't really sound like a spell. Rolla and Scully arrived at the observatorium, and their magic bubble somehow gently expelled them without popping. They were standing atop a wide wooden dance floor with the tiniest bit of slip and the teeniest bit of bounce. So you could really bust a move. Ooh, no one says bust a move, Miss Derrick. I'm just describing things, Rolla. Guitar butterflies floated around above the children just out of reach, playing themselves with their long curly butterfly proboscis. Yeah, I've truly never been in this room before. That's because it's the dance room, Scully, said the real live Abacus P. Grumbler who was standing a few feet away at a DJ table, wearing thick headphones that were squishing down his floppy wizard's hat. Now I know you squid kids might be too cool for dancing, but I've picked out a playlist that is sure to get your tentacles wiggling. He quickly spun a record between his forefingers and laid it down to play. Wait, no, that's my really cool music for chickens, not for children. Here we go. The observatorium was full of kids, and many of them started bopping and moving to the music right away. ZZ had already formed a small crowd of admirers as she was adding some magical flair with her wand. Zack rolled his eyes, put on his noise-canceling headphones, and walked over to Scully. Hey, Scully! Glad you made it! I I can hear you. You're the one wearing headphones. You like my headphones, yeah! See, I prefer to just watch people dance. What's it a little too loud and crowded on the floor for us, huh? Squid five, buddy! Uh... Scully and Zack had been best friends for a long time. So when Scully offered a rather lackluster squid five, Zack knew something was wrong. Hey, I already knew something was oh, wrong, hey, okay? Oh, hey, Rolla! How are you? I have rabbit ears, Zach. You don't need to yell at me. I feel like I'm yelling. Should we go someplace more quiet? Zach led his friends out of the spacious dance room, out onto a balcony overlooking Squid Lake. Its murky waters shining oily and black against the setting sun. A few of the butterfly musical instruments and magical bubbles floated out along with the children playing a softer song and lighting the balcony dimly as the sun set. Zack took off his headphones and took in his best friend. Scully, I-, I thought we always liked just sitting back and looking at the dancers and enjoying the goofy ones and applauding the really talented ones and maybe doing our own silly moves, but like not in that uh. mix. Well, obviously that's not true, Zack. I've been hanging with them all day, and they were about to give me this awesome flashback that would explain everything. Zach, of course I enjoy hanging out with you and watching the dances. It's just... They all stood in silence for a moment, staring over the expansive marble rock balcony, covered in soft, fuzzy vines and tiny night-blooming flowers that shone like starlight. Okay, we get it, Mr. Eric. You describe places said Rolla Rabbit, finally giving the narrator his due. 
It's just, Abacus thinks I don't like dancing because I'm a squid, and you think I don't like dancing because I just want to watch, but I love dancing. Well, if you love dancing, then let's go out there right now and absolutely thump up the dance floor. But Rola, I don't dance like a rabbit, and I don't dance like a human. I'm one of the only aquatic students here, and... Yes, I can breathe air because I'm kind of magic, but the rest of it is really hard sometimes. Oh, said Zack, his eyes slowly widening. Oh, I just see you slopping and sliming all over the observatorium, and I think it's awesome. Yeah, I know I am awesome, but it doesn't mean it's easy. The guitar butterflies back inside started playing themselves again. And while butterflies are naturally quite guitar-shaped, they could also play percussion and make their bodies into flutes and play the different colorful bars on their wings like synth pianos. I mean, they're magic music butterflies. You get the idea. Scully, I've been so oblivious this whole time. Zack slammed on his headphones and stomped off the balcony back onto the dance floor, slamming the door behind him. Zack, it's okay. I mean, it's kind of not okay, right? I don't know. I never felt comfortable saying anything before, but... Hey, you don't have to make excuses to me. I'm a ten-pound bunny living in a world with colossal squidopuses and dragons as big as buildings. People don't always know how to accommodate us animal folks. But listen, if you like dancing, I'll dance with you anytime, anywhere. We can go to Squid Lake right now, buddy. If that's where you really love to move. The music inside had grown even more muffled than a closed door could account for, and Scully's constantly dry tentacles felt a thin stream of cool water pouring past them and down the balcony. What is going on? Is it raining in there? Asked Rolla Rabbit, shaking off her suddenly damp feet as she stomped towards the closed balcony door. And there, on the other side of a door, stood a sopping wet Zack and Zizi, each holding their wands aloft. Come on in, Scully! The water's fine! Uh, Rolla, you might want to hop on top of my mantle for a minute. Rolla did just that, as Scully opened the door and stepped into a quickly rising pool of water. Zizi kept the rest of the water from spilling out onto the balcony with a flick of her wrist. An abacus came over, lowering his DJ headphones and sunglasses which he just put on in order to take off. Scully, I've been a fool of a professor. Well, it's fine. No, it is not fine, but I won't put this on you. Instead, I'll just start working to make up for it. An abacus raised his staff, and the shining bubbles of light scooped up all the non-aquatic creatures at the observatorium as water and butterflies and music rained down around them, filling up the entire dance hall. Scully found themselves swimming among all their schoolmates for the very first time, and they saw that there were actually a couple more aquatic creatures than they'd first realized. A grumpy and studious goldfish, a school of krill that had disguised themselves as a human child, and even Miss Misty, one of the other teachers at the observatorium that we hardly ever hear from. Oh, Scully, said the Miss Elf teacher in her wispy voice. Would you care to dance with an old elf? Uh, is dancing with a teacher going to get me made fun of? I don't think you have to worry about that. Scully realized they were already dancing to the music. They could hardly help themselves. 
Their eight tentacles wove a beautiful pattern in the water, and all the other students were transfixed. Many of them were trying to dance inside their own bubbles, and they were starting to understand a little bit of how Scully must feel on a daily basis. Whoa! Whoa! Oh, oh this is so hard! said Zack. I thought I was good at everything, said ZZ through clenched teeth. But dancing underwater is really hard. This is awesome, raged Roller Rabbit, and she bounced and slid and fell and bounced again inside her spacious bubble. Not nearly as graceful as Scully, but enjoying her own folly in the way any confident person can. This is awesome, and Scully danced. With Miss Misty, with Zack, with ZZ, with Rolla, with the Krill Collective, and even the dour goldfish, who couldn't help but bubble briefly with joy. It's about time the school became more accommodating, complained the goldfish, through a bubbly smile. Yes, indeed, and I shall build a new gym, and leave the flooded one for underwater classes. And our unpopping bubbles can help land creatures get to the water classes, but also bring water to the land classes. Oh, this is brilliant, said Abacus. And could they help with fire monster accessibility as well? I didn't know we had fire monster students. Not yet we don't. Uh-oh, said Zack. To the Magilabricus! Okay, in the way that place existed before this story. Uh, yeah, it did, and I can describe it in depth for you right now if you want. Uh, no thanks, Mr. Eric. Can we just get back to the dance party? The Magilabricus was lit only by the light of the cosmos and one magic candle because it looked cool. Yeah, I'm calling this story. What? No, but the Magilabricus is so cool. The end, everybody. Pack it in. Pack it in. Ollie, Kate, and our patron Oliver H., thank you so much for your questions. And folks at home, I hope you all enjoyed your story. If you want more What If World, set up those handy new episode reminders in your app. And don't forget to subscribe. We're also offering a premium subscription on Apple Podcasts, so you can get every episode ad-free. And if you want a shout-out on the show and a better chance of getting your questions answered, check us out at patreon.com slash whatifworld. Dracomax here to shout-out long-time patron Ellis, who is eight years old and going into third grade. Congratulations, Ellis. He loves his dog, Laszlo, his sister, Lane, video games, the Buffalo Bills, and Pokemon. And I'd like to thank Karen O'Keefe, our co-creator, Miss Lynn, my producer, Craig Martinson for our theme song, and all you kids at home who are still figuring yourself out. Farewell on your journey. And until we meet again, keep wondering. Keep wondering.